What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Sick Podcast, Steelers Crazy. I'm Mike Nicastro. That's Jordan York. We're matching today. We didn't even send memos out mm-hmm. uh, to wear the same thing, but uh, it's sick, obviously, right here across my chest. How can we not rep this awesome shirt? And we have an awesome show planned for you guys today. Melissa Kim is joining us. She's an absolutely great host, analyst. She does it all down there in Baltimore, so we're going to preview Ravens Steelers Week which in Pittsburgh, those two words, Ravens week, hold about as much weight as any two words in the city, right, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, it's AFD North football at its finest. I know that uh, in the past we we attended some Steelers-Ravens games together and uh, some of the best games. Uh, I just remember the Pulamalu-Ed Reed games. Um, it, 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 man, it, it was just battles. It doesn't matter. Throw the records out. Uh, this is AFC North football to find a Steelers Ravens. One one of the greatest rivalries in football. I don't debate with whoever. Yeah, I'm going to go an extra level. One of the best rivalries in sports. And so oh, we're going to break it all go. down for you today in just a minute or two here. We're excited. Sammy, go ahead and roll it. Turn up your volume. Up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. You could find her on Twitter at Melissa Y. Kim. I mentioned she does it all down there in Baltimore, Maryland. Sports anchor, WBAL TV 11, studio host and analyst for the Baltimore Ravens as well. I'm assuming she's a big fan of crab cakes and not so much the Pittsburgh Steelers. Melissa Kim, thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. I feel left out. I don't have a black shirt on over here. I, I missed the memo. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to send you one. They don't say Steelers anywhere, so you could represent Okay, so I could rep Baltimore. it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're so excited to have you on. It's a big week, obviously. And I just remembered as we were rolling that intro, Jordan, that uh, it has that Flacco audio from that Super Bowl inter- uh, AFC yeah. championship interception. Uh, so hopefully you uh, that didn't deter you from no jumping PTSD off over here. We're okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So we talked about the rivalry from our perspective a little bit. Obviously, such a huge week. Tell me what the vibe in Baltimore right now. Oh, it has been actually surprisingly pretty loose in the locker room all week. I've been there all weekend. Um, you know, normally when it's Steelers week, you feel a little air, right? Like you feel a little like tension in the air a little bit, but the guy's been pretty loose, which I've been surprised about. But there's one thing that this 2020 draft class, especially you think about Patrick Queen and um, Malik Harrison, those guys on the defense. Ed Reed, I believe, was the one that said back in the day that you're not actually a Raven until you beat the Steelers or until you make a play against the Steelers. And so that draft class in particular, Patrick Queen at the helm of them, he said, I am not yet fully a Ravens player, even though I've been here for two, three seasons, because I have not yet beat the Steelers in my time here because they haven't won a game against them in two years. So. Uh, that is certainly a big motivating factor for this team right now. Also, the way last year's regular season ended for this Ravens squad, that is a big motivating factor for those that don't remember. The Ravens could have gone to the playoffs, had a chance, but in Big Ben's last stand at MT Bank Stadium, the Steelers won in overtime. So uh, that is certainly on the minds of a lot of players this week. Yeah, good point. 
it, it was a natural transition for me. Is Patrick Queen going to play? Talk about that injury report a little bit. I know he got dinged up last week. And then we'll get into the elephant in the room, which is Lamar Jackson. Okay, that sounds good. Well, Patrick Queen, okay, for those that did not see the game against the Broncos, he took Justin Matabike, 300-pound defensive lineman, his knee to his thigh. And mm. when he went down, I was it was shock and silence all over mm. the whole stadium. All the players came over when he was carted off. John Harbaugh told us a little on Monday that Patrick Queen didn't want the injury card to come out. He's like, oh, God, please don't bring the card out. Please don't make a big deal out of this. But um, he did end up – I mean, it looked pretty painful. I don't know what it's like to take a 300-pound man's knee to the thigh. I imagine it's not great. But, um, you know, I was so shocked to see him at practice on Wednesday just jogging out there like nothing had happened. And so, I actually, I've talked to him pretty much every day this week, and I was like, hey, are you okay? Like, what's happening with your knee? And he was like, listen – I wouldn't be out there practicing right now, and I wouldn't be out there fresh off of injury if it wasn't Steelers week. So I think he's absolutely 100% going to play, mark my words. All right, a guy that likely isn't going to play is quarterback Lamar Jackson, dinged up last week, and he's really battled a lot of injuries throughout the season. Uh, One to three week potential timeline there we've heard, but I think it's a safe assumption he's not going to be out there this Sunday. Tyler Huntley, though, is a gamer. I mean, we saw him last year almost beat us in week 17, played really well. I remember the game he played against the Packers last year when he was forced into duty and he was freaking awesome. Uh, He won last game, obviously, in the final minutes. How do you guys feel kind of in Baltimore about whenever he has to take over for Lamar, your comfortability level and him operating this offense and winning football games? Sure. I mean, Lamar Jackson listed as doubtful in today's official injury report. So it's pretty, we're pretty sure he's going, uh, it's going to be Tyler Huntley on Sunday. And Listen, the benefit of having a backup quarterback like Tyler Huntley is that when you watch them, I've watched them side by side, you know, drop back pass so many times, they're pretty much identical. And that's one of the reasons why this team has kept Tyler Tyler Huntley, because it's like having kind of like Lamar 2.0 almost. I will say, obviously, there's been a couple of issues. He does throw some interceptions that are, you know, not great, obviously, um, and he's not as mobile as Lamar just yet. And, you know, obviously a lack of experience, but the fact that he was able to come into the game for Lamar in the second quarter last week and win the game for the team, essentially, that is huge. And for offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, he's talked so many times about how that that is the benefit of having somebody like Tyler. He is so similar to Lamar and he played in seven games last year, started for them, had a win against the bears um, so that's obviously a confidence builder. His experience last year, I think, is going to play a huge part for him in this game. Um, so I think that certainly a benefit for the Ravens at the moment. Yeah, so w- let's uh, bring up some not good news in Ravens land. Uh, the past two times that the Steelers played you, uh, they were losses for the Ravens. Just talk about um, what four, went wrong think, in those right games. Now? Was it four? four. Yep, oh. last four. Sorry, I was even being nice. But no, that's okay. <laughs> Wait, listen, we're all about straight facts here. It's okay. Yeah, so just just talk about like what, what's been going on. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, with injuries, like I, I was talking to you off air before you hopped on about, you know, the Lamar Jackson. I think he's only played the Steelers four times in his career, um, so, which is pretty wild to think about. So just kind of touch yeah. on that. Yeah, especially, I mean, obviously divisional rival, huge game. It's always been in this, you know, at least up until what, like maybe the last year or so, it's always been Ravens Steelers in this division, right? And so um, I think anytime you put a rivalry, it doesn't matter what the records are. It doesn't matter who, like, you know, won the last game. It's going to be ground and pound. It's going to be a battle. And that's what we're expecting. I mean, I'm expecting kind of a defensive battle in this one on Mm -hmm. Sunday. Um, 
some good news though for the Ravens offense at least I know they've kind of been the topic of conversation for most of the season in terms of what needs to improve um so Ronnie Stanley left tackle all pro left tackle he is most likely going to play um this Sunday which is great for the Ravens um you can just tell that that line is so much better with him on it you coming back this season from injury after being out for the last two years, he is pretty much playing back to, I think from my perspective, at least his all pro status. Um, So that's some good news. I think that um, that will obviously give the offense a boost. We have Mark Andrews, of course, who talked a lot about the rivalry this week as well. Um, You know, that, this is this is it. This is the big one. These are the this is the one they circle on the calendar every year. The two games that they have against the Steelers. So definitely, definitely a lot of good motivation this week for sure. So with that being said, what has to go right for the Ravens to win? I think that their offense certainly has to click right. I mean, they're going through a situation right now. Obviously, Tyler Huntley, who is like Lamar Jackson, but you know, certainly the kinks of not being the starter. I think that's, that's a big thing. I think that they've got to catch the freaking ball. You know, we, there's yeah. been some dis, uh, discussions this past season about pass catchers, wide receivers with Rashad Bateman out for the season. Um, so there's been a lot, a lot of tight ends, you know, on this team, obviously they're pretty tight end heavy and they've been a big part of the offensive rotation. I was interesting. I was talking to one of our producers yesterday and he was like, do you remember the last time a, a wide receiver on this team caught a touchdown pass? We had to go back and look, it was back uh, against the giants week, you know? So it's been, it's wow. been quite a, and it was Devin Duvernay. Yeah. And so We've it's been, been there. yeah. And so it's been quite a long time since uh, we've had seen some wide receivers make plays for the team, but yeah. And the run game as well. Obviously, there's some injuries on that front, too. Gus Edwards should play. J.K. Dobbins is not – I don't think he'll be ready to play. But Kenyon Drake, um, he joined the team this past offseason. I think that he's been such a key addition for this team. He's really been able to be that guy that they need him to be with the one-two punch of Do- uh, Dobbins and Edwards not able to perform. Um, there's a lot of – you're so funny this week. There's a lot of uh, Alabama guys on this team. There's a couple that you guys have, too. Yeah. And there's been a lot of chatter about, like, the SEC Alabama guys this week. Like, you know, they're obviously excited to see Najee Harris and Mika Fitzpatrick from our, uh, with Marlon Humphrey. I wrote on uh, yeah. Smith, who – joined the team in week nine. He's made such a huge uh, impact for this defense, led the team in tackles last mm-hmm. week, pretty close with the last three games before that. He has been a game changer for this defense. I think he's really brought that inside middle linebacker core together between him and Patrick Queen. And he in particular talked about a lot about Najee Harris y- yesterday because he played against him in college. I guess they know each other. And so they're excited to face each other. Marlon Humphrey obviously talked about all the Alabama guys on the other side as well. So definitely, I think it's going to, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, we know it's going to be great, but I think it's going to be fun too. They're going to be angrier out there. Alabama missed the playoffs. They're going to be, yeah. you know, playing with a little bit of more fuel. <laughs> because of that you know i didn't even think about that um that's good stuff we're gonna look forward obviously to to those matchups and i'm sure maybe some jersey swaps after the game i love a good jersey swap over here you know i do too it's kind of cool to see like who wants each other's jersey and everything yeah um i don't know if you guys saw this is just an aside but uh deshaun jackson did a jersey swap with russell did you see and like russell's face was just like not excited about it all but that's (laughs) Well, his face has been like that for most of the year. So yeah. tough to Let's get ride. excited. Let's ride in Broncos land. Uh, <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the narrative around the Ravens. Listen, it's Pittsburgh. Jordan and I obviously are biased. 
right? We uh, generally rank the Steelers a little higher than most nationally. But I just have to say this. I think the Ravens are getting a lot, uh, too much crap, I guess, for lack of a better word. A lot of people throwing out the term overrated because they win a lot of close games. I personally think that's kind of a sign of a good team. But, you know, what are your thoughts overall on this just national narrative that the Ravens are vastly overrated? Right. I think especially at the beginning of the season when they were losing the, you know, the Miami game, I think of in particular, that one was such a dagger because you think about it was about the defense not being able to finish in the fourth quarter. And that defense has gone through a lot of growing pains this season. I remember talking to Justin Houston at the beginning and he's obviously a veteran of this team and having a freaking freakish season, honestly, if you want to put it that way um, at like age 35, but um they went through, they did go, the defense in particular went through a lot of, I think, adversity at the beginning of the season because they had guys out with injury. You think about, you know, the guys that came out with injury, Marcus Williams in particular, I think about, he was an interception machine. You know, he hasn't played in like five weeks and I think he's still in the top five in terms of interceptions in the league. Kyle Hamilton, their first round draft pick, he was a rookie that they put right out there on the, on the field. He made his first NFL start last week, but before that, he certainly, I mean, you saw him getting burned a couple of times, you know, on the national platform. And I think that is why they've been apt to some heavy criticism this season, but you look at how they play now. I mean, I take Kyle Hamilton as an example they're so much better with him on the field. He can, he's been playing pretty much like every single position in the secondary. He sometimes acts as a linebacker too. I mean, this guy is so freakishly talented because of his natural athletic ability and his cerebral knowledge of the game. So I think that because they did have those last second collapses, um, I think that that is why they were perhaps apt to heavy criticism. Um, some of it, yep. you know, I think perhaps is deserved because you have to, if you want to be a good team in this league, you have to be able to finish out those games. You can't let somebody score with like 30 seconds left and then have that be it. So I think there was a lot of frustration. There's been a lot of player only player, like, you know, meetings that players have called just to kind of rally up the troops and get the team, the, the Jacksonville loss. I think about, um, I've been told that on the plane ride back, you know, Marlon Humphrey kind of rallied up the troops and was like, hey, guys, like this cannot happen again, you know, because they really do take these things personally. They listen as much as you want to say that you're a player that doesn't listen to the outside noise, that doesn't look on Twitter. They all do it. They all they all search their names on Twitter. They all look at their names on the Internet, mm -hmm. you know, so I think that um, that is certainly going to be a motivating factor in, in terms of. Are they overrated? I don't think they're overrated. I think that they are exactly where they're supposed to be right now. And I think it's going to be a true test of all three facets of this team, whether whether they can close out the rest of these five games that we have left, because it really is the, the division. It really is theirs to lose right now. Yeah. Good, Jordan. Uh, yeah, that's all good stuff. Again, we're really appreciative. You're tuned into the Steelers crazy podcast, a sick media production and tangent with Yinzer crazy. Um, how weird will this be without Ben Roethlisberger? I was going to say that we would, we talked so a lot weird. about that actually this week too. It is so strange. I mean, not to have Ben Roethlisberger there at all, but I think Kenny Piggott has done, he's trending in the right direction. I feel like, I yeah. think we've seen him improve so much over the last couple of games and Hey, he's out there for a reason, right? The Steelers picked him for a reason. And I think he's right where he needs to be. And you think about when you put rookies out there, right. In these situations, because again, the Ravens went through this as well. Um, 
I think Harbaugh a couple weeks ago quoted, I can't remember, it was Bill Parcells that he quoted, but for like every single rookie that you put out, there is like a game loss or something like that that you put in like to start. And I mean, there's obviously a lack of experience, a lack of, you know, that jump from college to pro can be so jarring for some, you know, it's such a, it's such a shock. But I think that as, you know, as Kenny gets more games under his belt, I think, I think he'll be great. I think he's gonna be a great quarterback for the team. Yeah, and that's coming. That's coming from a Ravens reporter, Ravens. <laughs> so that that means a lot, right there. Um, so let's just talk about before we get you out of here again. We appreciate you coming on and talking. Uh, the Ravens will win. We kind of talked about the if. So maybe just give your final prediction, score prediction, or do you think the Ravens are going to win? Do you have to say the Ravens are going to win? I don't have to say the Ravens are going. I am a neutral party here. I'm just putting it out okay. there for the record. Um, look, this is a rivalry game. I think it's gonna be a defensive slugfest. I don't think either mm-hmm. team really has no offense to either one of our teams. I don't think either team really has yeah. a stark offense that has been rolling these past couple weeks that can make it a high scoring game. I'm honestly expecting something like we saw in Baltimore last week, the Denver Broncos game, like 10 to nine, like something ridiculously low scoring like that. But I'm excited to watch the defensive battles, to be honest with you, because that's what that's what this rivalry has been about. You think about yeah. you brought up earlier, like Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu, Troy, uh, Troy Polamalu. Like those are the guys that I remember in this rivalry, like, you know, Ray Lewis going up yeah. against Ben Roethlisberger. Like that is what I remember at this rivalry. So I'm expecting a defensive slugfest, a very, very low scoring game. Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle, I can't forget that guy either. Some incredible moments with Ben Roethlisberger over the years. Hopefully we get some Patrick Queen, Kenny Pickett moments, and that'll kind of yeah. you know, get the ball rolling the for the next generation. decade. Yeah, yeah I cool. think that'll be really, really sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. This is cool. I tell you what, you are awesome. Appreciate you coming Thanks on. So. You're Thanks super so busy. At Melissa Y. Kim. Uh, thanks so much for joining us here on the Sick Podcast. Deal is crazy. We look Thank forward to, uh, to tweeting you in the next coming days. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. You rock. See ya. All right. So that's that, Jordan. We have a, I think she predicted the Ravens to win in a rock fight. Yeah, I never got a, never got a final nine. score I, out of it. Yeah. I think she said maybe a 10 to nine game, but it looks like she's on the fence a little bit. I'm a little on the fence a little bit too, personally right now, almost to the yeah. point where I don't even want to give a prediction, even though I, I should. That's, um, yeah. I say 17, but, 10 Steelers. Yeah, Kenny's leaning kind Steelers. Of his rhythm. The defense is getting somewhat healthy. So I, I know that the, there's a few game time decisions. So we'll see. You know how Mike Tomlin operates. Yeah. I'll go 17 16 Steelers, but I will admit wow. that it could change by Sunday. Just yeah. because I feel like every person yeah, I've been talking to from Pittsburgh, everybody but from Pittsburgh says the Steelers are going to win. Everybody's penciling them in. That feels dangerous to me because they've lost. Uh, the Ravens have lost four consecutive times. It just feels like one of those games that, all right, Ravens yeah. without Lamar Jackson, Steelers at home, they're rolling a little bit. just kind of makes me nervous a little bit. I uh, think sometimes when you're least expecting them to to yeah. lose, they, they lose. But, but you have to remember one thing is, this is, the, this is the first of the Chris Wormley revenge game. So he's probably yeah, going to have He's probably going to have about three sacks. And again, make sure you come out. Cafe nice. Note on the 20th. Chris Wormley live. Come spend your Christmas with number 95 for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, there it is right there. Check it out. Uh, we start with the kids meet Santa. We have drinks, meals, uh, giveaways. And then uh, Bucky's going to put us, Bucky. put us down with his old school <laughs> rock and funk for the adults. I will funk. Pro- I'll probably be in bed by then, but definitely come out for a, you know, a full night of, 
Christmas with Warren, man. And uh, we're just doing this for the fans. And uh, we really appreciate everyone again uh, here at the sick podcast, Steelers crazy, and especially all the Yenzers that tune in and uh, engage and interact with us. So we, we, we appreciate it, but yeah, Steelers Sunday. We'll be back probably, Tuesday for the Chris Wormley and friends show. Probably not going to be able to sit on Chris Wormley's lap if you go to the Chris Wormley live show, but definitely Santa. Definitely Santa. You can make some wishes if you're bringing your kid. Who yeah. knows? If you're maybe you could sit on Santa's lap too and wish for a Steelers playoff. If he comes, if or, if if Chris comes in a Santa hat, I, I might just have to walk. You're losing it. <laughs> absolutely. Christmas is warm. It's going to be a great time. Uh, right, man. The well, the Steelers, a great time. Steelers are getting the victory. You can go debate with whoever you want. So, Sammy, run it. It's here we go, Steelers. We're still in the hunt, baby. Buckle up. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.